Welcome to The Floss, the self-help show for people that probably don't need it. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Floss Pod or subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Floss Pod. If you do something that you think everyone should do or that nobody should do, email it to us at thefflosspod at gmail.com. We might read it. I'm your host, Gabe Gary. Welcome to part two of Mackenzie McGuire's feature episode. Uh, we just had a long, long potty break that uh, you didn't get to see. But if you do want to see it, you can watch uh, full, raw, uncut video footage of every feature episode recording session by subscribing to our Patreon. Mackenzie, your first, your your first part was uh, make your own pasta. You think everybody should make your own pasta? Correct. For the second part, I'm going to ask you, what is something that you do? that you really don't think anybody should do? Can it be something that I've done in the past but hope to never repeat again? Hope that nobody else does it again. And no one else either, yeah. Okay, I like that. Let's hear it. All right, date a comedian. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Now we're talking. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I am a comedian. Mackenzie Mm -hmm. is a comedian. I am a comedian. And... Our guest host for part two of this feature episode, Alexa Hoynacki, is dating me, a comedian. The privilege. It is. I think it is a privilege. Mm-hmm. And he made uh, her do this podcast. <laughs> Example A. Jeremy's wife also dated a comedian. Now she's married to a comedian, and her her life has been ruined. <laughs> So we're getting into we're getting into some into some some, some, some good stuff. waters, some yes. hostile waters here. Okay, we don't have to name names. You don't have to say anything you don't want to say. Miranda Demery. Oh, I, <laughs> I, 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 it's goddamn sweet. But uh, no, before before we get into the fun man versus woman shit here, uh, let's just go through. You dated a comedian, and you wish you don't wish that upon your worst enemy. I have dated two comedians okay. in my tenure: one in college, one after college. Well, and then there's been some little ones in between that I, I wouldn't really you dated call for a night well, or two. I wouldn't really call dating. <laughs> yes, exactly. And all probably uh, the worst dating experiences I've ever had. But you came back for more. Yes, <laughs> I guess I. I have. I did not learn from my mistakes. I thought it was just that one. She's moved. <laughs> she's moved one level up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a power lifter. <laughs> yes, true. No, my current boyfriend does not do comedy. In fact, he doesn't even like comedy. Which is pretty sick of him. So I have. Uh, I've really overcorrected in this new relationship. It's working so far. Yes, it's working so far. No complaints so far. Okay, so let's let's break down uh, the facets of dating. Just to get a little technical with this, uh, there's spending time with them, talking to them, having sex with them, being out in public with them. Am I missing any major ones? Introducing them to your friends. <laughs> okay, that's that's the, let's let's start there. I think we should start there. Dis- you don't ever want to do that again. Why? What happened In- the first couple times? Introduce a comedian to my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's let's just let let me just make something clear. Of the comedians I've dated, they've all been vastly different, which made me think, no, it's just him and not 
maybe it's just this breed of man that is a comedian. But I will say that how about I not, don't go into what happened during the meeting? I go into what the reviews were after for oh, my okay, friends. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. He's loud. <laughs> uh, he's a little obnoxious. Um, are you sure? <laughs> and uh, he kind of seemed gay. And that's Hell probably yeah. the main four reactions. So we're talking all personality flaws, nothing about career prospects or stability. Oh, yeah, that's not, I, I'm 24 years old. That's yeah, not on the, that's, that. I don't give a shit about that at all. So who would you? Would, but were those common characteristics? Yes, for all of them. All, for of, all them. of them. They all, everyone thought every single one might have been gay. Well, let me be clear. It was two. And also, let me be clear when I say that is I do have a tendency to date men that people think are gay. Good taste in clothes. No, that's not it. (laughs) Um, I will say one of my long-term relationships in college, uh, my best friend, Tate, who is a gay man, did also have a crush on him and thought he was gay through the majority of our college career until we started dating. And probably still a little bit to this day, he wonders. I, I thought I thought that uh, this period of my life was over in like mid high school, but uh, like a couple months ago, some dude came up to me at a show and uh, like I know him and we're friends, um, but uh, I think I, I think I mentioned you and he was like I thought you were gay. He was like I couldn't clock you, dude, because I have because I keep it ambiguous in the material because it's funnier if like like the Bo Burnham Tosh thing like it's funnier if you don't know, but I keep it ambiguous. He he legit thought I was gay, um, so I get where he's coming from. I don't read you as gay. I could see you being bi. I do remember thinking that, and when we first moved in together, wanting to ask but wanting you to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I I love the men. Yeah, men that's why. Yeah, you made a lot of little comments that I was like, "Oh, maybe he is." That <laughs> he just wants me to know. Yeah, based on the based on the way I act and behave, you, you yeah, I can get that. You're just really in touch with your feminine side, Gabe. I am. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. For for better and worse. I won't mention the worst parts. Because <laughs> then I'll get labeled a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cute! You guys are drinking water at the same time. He We're not talking about water again. We already <laughs> did that for fucking 30 minutes. All right. So you dated a comedian. Uh, the reviews weren't stellar with the friends. Well, and also, I will say, the reviews came in a lot later. They don't tell you when you're dating them. They tell you the minute you break up. I feel like that's not comedian-specific. I feel like that oh, is Oh, yeah, that's specific. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have to ask, did they, were you nervous going in? Were you like, I don't know how this is going to go? No, I thought I always think it's going to be fine, and then it's oh. always <laughs> awkward and awful. Do you think so? When you've gotten into relationships with these comedians, mm-hmm. uh, did you think they were funny on stage or off stage or both? I would. Uh, I feel like you don't like dating f- funny men. I don't like dating men that are funnier than me. That that is sure. true. I don't like dating men that would label themselves as funny. I don't like dating men that. If a man tells me that he thinks he's funny, I that's the biggest turnoff in the world oh, to me. Oh, that is oh, uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I had to He's getting worked up. I get so furious about the guys that start comedy and they're like, All my friends told me I'm funny and I should do stand up. 
one, your friends are stupid mm-hmm. because most guys are. And two, nobody should have had to tell you, dude. You yes. should have just known. One comedian I dated, um, he would say a, what he thought was a very funny joke and he'd laugh. And maybe I'd give him a pity laugh because I was still trying to fuck. Um, yeah. And then he would say, he'd always be like, you see, you're dating a funny guy, is oh. what he'd say to me. Oh. And, the least funny thing. And, I, was, and I always wanted to be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I always <laughs> wanted to be like, I am not dating you oh. for your comedic timing. Well, so, okay. So you didn't think these men were funny. Now, I get not wanting to date a guy that's funnier than you or that labels himself as funny. But you want him to have a sense of humor. Yeah, I want him to think I'm funny. And is that what happened here? Is that why you dated them? Yeah, because here's the thing is... I've dated comedians because most men do not want to date funny women besides men that think they're funny and want to be comedians. Oh, I would f- I find that the opposite. Really? Well, I do find... What? I don't think that's true. For you? Yeah. I, f- I, feel like, I feel like comedians don't want to date women that are... It's, a, it's the same as you, but flip. Like, comedians don't want to date women that are funnier than them. They want to date women that are funny and have a sense of humor, but not funnier than them. Because then they wouldn't yeah. get to say you're dating a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've noticed in my time, the only guys who would be like outside of like, oh, now I'm intimidated because she's funny with funnier than me have been guys who have been comedians. I think in general, just people that are in happy relationships, both people think the other person's funny. Yeah, I do think Brad... My current boyfriend. I don't know if I should name drop him, <laughs> but do he, it. I do it's think a, it's podcast official. <laughs> one level below Instagram official. I I do think he is one of the funnier guys I've dated, and he would never watch a comedy movie with me. I don't think. Well, most comedies suck, but that's beside the point. He's a quieter guy. He's quiet, and he's smart. He's so, smart. So the reason he's so fucking funny is because. Uh, he knows when to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And so when he does say something, not everything he says is a gem, but if he only says four things in an hour and one of them is funny, that's 25% hit rate. Whereas if he says 50 things in an hour and only two of them are funny, that's mm-hmm. like a 10% hit rate. So yeah, that's why he, yeah, he's smart and he's quiet, which go hand in hand. Yeah. So no, I get that. He's a funny guy. He's funny guy. Only ever really talked to Brad when he was drunk. So. Which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he was funny then. <laughs> he, he, he is funny. <laughs> he should do that more. He's a little all over the place. Yeah, he's, yeah. He got so drunk. It's his moment. Yeah, he kept like bumming cigarettes from me. He's like, dude, <laughs> dude I'll, I'll like get you, I'll like pay you back in cigarettes. But I was like, dude, I haven't smoked those cigarettes in like three months. They're old. I'm giving you old poison cigarettes. Yeah. So like. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever introduced a comedian to your parents? Oh, fuck. No. No. No, because meeting my mom is a privilege that they have never gotten to. That is to. true. Have you met Chris? No, I haven't. She's, Heard lots. She's queen and a diva. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't like to just introduce my mom right. to men who I'm like, no, I'm probably going to. Because also the thing with every comedian I've dated has been like, well, this is going to end in about a month. It's always like I think yeah, that to I myself. To I was going to say. What's like, the longest? Uh, well, it's it may have lasted a year, but during the whole year, I was like, this only got about another month <laughs> left in it. <laughs> Damn. Is Brad then the first boyfriend to meet your parents? No. 
But the first one in the second. Out of college. Oh. First one out of college. Uh, so we knocked out a few of the fastest dating time spent together. Yeah, I mean. What would you guys do? Ugh. I mean, college relationships, you basically just, like, fucking go out and whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, the same thing I would do in any relationship, except yeah. we'd all be trying, we'd be trying to, like, outbid each other. Oh, <laughs> just fucking. Which is the worst, because it's different with friends um, than when you're trying to, like, like have fun with friends. Was it even yeah. fun? Did you, like, did well, either of you find it funny? Uh, well, it would be funny, and then we'd get to a level where he wasn't going to be funnier than me. And then we get, and then it would just very be like competitive, very very Damn. competitive. Well, Why does it have to be one person funnier than the other? Why can't it just be like the magic of the bit? Got, we yes and one too many times. Oh, well, it would happen too quickly. If that it would be like we do one, and then he try to build off of it more, and I was like, no, like we 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 finished the bit. We had our back and forth, and we can stop doing it, but then continue to try to do it. Was the whole throughout the rest of the night bits. Not the whole relationship, but enough where I was like, this fucking sucks. It's just a lot of um, where when you do a lot of comedy, there's some points where you just don't want to try to be funny anymore. But I feel like when you're dating another comedian, it does not stop. Everyone's always trying to be funny all the time. Since I'm not a comedian, uh-huh. nor do I do improv, did you ever, okay, so do you consider yourself like a comedian if you do improv? Or do you consider yourself somebody who does improv? So did you ever date somebody that strictly did improv? Jesus Christ, no. No. I um, I do think improv people consider themselves comedians. I do think that. I don't. I would not date someone who. And I know you know what? I have dated someone who does improv. Um, and it was the worst because talk about trying to one up each other with bits because they're just trying to yes and all the time. And they think they do have a bit of a ego because I'm sorry, I know you did improv. <laughs> but I did oh I did improv <laughs> total in my total lifetime, like fifty minutes. Yeah. They do have a bit of an ego because they think, well, I thought of this on the spot. So I'm yeah, actually funnier than the other form of comedy, which is not true. Um, and I hate improv, and it nothing makes me quite as uncomfortable as improv. And also, improv comedians tend to say like just the wildest shit, where it's like, "How would I ever possibly respond to you?" I have a gun. Yeah. A little office reference for the, for the basic bitches that are listening. Well, actually, I do know a little bit about improv, and the worst thing you could do is a fake gun. Yeah. Everyone well, is like, never do a fake gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cheap and easy, like musicals. Um, yeah, no, improv is generally looked down upon as the lowest form of comedy. And people who do solely improv would consider themselves comedians. Um, but other What's comedians. the hierarchy? Stand-up. That's it. No, that's not. We're sketch fit. As you go stand-up, sketch, improv. Yeah. Yeah, every person that... I mean, I do both stand-up and sketch, and I like them both. Um, but if you don't do... More than one. You usually really prefer the one that you do. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Which is why but, Gabe's is only stand-up. Yeah. I know. And I used, I used, used to talk a lot of shit about sketch, but I've actually started... Well, yeah, I you post own, sketches a lot post, now. Yeah, but I don't like the traditional sketch where it's the, the sketch starts and you immediately hit with the punchline. 
like which is either a funny character or a funny line or phrase um, you're immediately hit with the punchline early on in the sketch, and then it's just that same punchline over and over and over again, like six or seven times until the end of the sketch. Well, the good sketches is you introduce it and then you heighten it and yeah, heighten you, it and heighten it, which is great. And if it's done well, it's really good. Like I think, you, like name drop, I think you should leave. Every single sketch follows that pattern, and it does it really well. Like the fucking Dan flashes, it's the same punchline and it's heightened throughout the sketch. Mm-hmm. The haunted house one, it's like swearing during the haunted house. Uh, that's a funny concept, and then it's heightened throughout the sketch, and it's a good sketch. But when it's a bad punchline and a bad sketch, which is 85% of sketches, it's just fucking nauseating. And they're always, like, eight minutes long, the bad ones. Yeah. Always eight minutes long. So what I try to do in my little in my little Instagram play things is keep them under a minute, one, keep it under a minute, and deliver the punchline So you, at like, the end. bump sketches. Are you familiar with the no. bumps? They're all under a minute, under two minutes, and the punchline's at the end, and they're like quick. Yeah. Or they're called blackout sketches, too. Quick. Right, and you deliver the punchline, and you say, and you either get a, yes, that was funny, or no, that wasn't funny. End of sketch. So you're either pleased, or if you're displeased, you don't have to sit through another four fucking minutes of it. I feel like it's more narrative than sketch writing. Because narrative, you, you heighten the stakes, and then you release that tension with the punchline. Whereas in this the traditional sketch form we were talking about, you deliver the punchline and then you just build tension never to release it, which is just it's it's aggravating. That's that's my philosophy on sketching and why it's like yeah, I, really I just like feel like much. you're thinking about it in terms of bad sketches though, because a good sure. sketch should have like a heightening and but also building up tension that is eventually released. There should be like some sort of ending. That releases. I, don't, I mean, good ones don't necessarily need an ending. They will end, but like the end won't. The end won't serve any narrative purpose. The end will serve the purpose of hey, here's the end of the sketch. Like to go back to the that uh, haunted house example. Like the end of the sketch was hey, dude, you need to leave the haunted house, and he does, signifying the end of that joke. And then he gets in like his mom's car, which I guess is like a funny way to end it, but it has nothing to do with that original joke. It's just like a signifier, hey, the sketch has come to an end. Yeah, it's like a, how did this man get this way? And it's because he's lonely and was trying to make friends. Yeah. So it's like but, a set, it's like, okay, this is why he was doing this. But I am done shitting on sketch as a whole. <laughs> bad sketches are worse than bad improv, though, I'll say. Bad improv is fucking terrible. Bad sketches are even worse than bad improv. And you, you, you may quote me on that. What about bad, bad stand-up? Bad stand-up is just sad. It's sad to watch. It's If it's bad... That's st- how I feel about all three forms, watching bad improv, well, bad sketch, well, bad stand-up. I'm just like... That's art in general. When bad is art this is gonna just, fucking yeah. end? Yeah. Bad stand-up, if it's done by a person who, should, who has been doing it long enough to the point where it shouldn't be bad, is the saddest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's the saddest thing we'll ever see. It's just like... You have no you have you have not over three years of your whatever stand up career you think you have been able to recognize what is and isn't working and improve upon it. Like you haven't been able to do that. That's fu- it's pathetic. I feel like that goes with everything in life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What happens every Monday night? You know what happens every Monday night? There is a show in Tremont called the Triple Threat Trio Show that I host with two other Cleveland comedians. 
um, and a variety of performers around Cleveland come and try out sets, new material. Um, if you want to try out new material, email us at triplethreatimposters at gmail.com to get a spot. Jeremy, how are we looking? Hour and 13 minutes. So, yeah, what was our math before? About that 15 we, minutes. Yeah. I think we're about there. Just don't date a comedian for your own mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your Good. own mental health. Thank you. Not you. Give a little <laughs> sweetie pie. Not you. That is The Floss. If you liked part one and two of this feature episode, you can watch full, raw, uncut video footage of the recording session by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash theflosspod. I edit the shit out of these episodes, so you're going to get a ton of content that you don't get in the free version. Every episode of The Floss is recorded at Golden Ox Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. If you live in Cleveland and you need to say something into a microphone for any reason at all, do it at Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy's awesome, he cares a lot about Cleveland, and he'll give a huge shit about whatever you're making. I'm Gabe Gary, and thank you very much.